Good morning. Today I'll be talking about return to learn during COVID and the smart approach which we're developing here at UC San Diego. The COVID pandemic continues to pose a threat worldwide. As of June 15th, the United States has over 2 million diagnosed infections and rising. Globally, there are nearly 8 million cases and over 430,000 deaths. Until we have a vaccine that is effective, affordable, and produces long-term immunity, COVID will be a threat to the entire world. We cannot be certain that a vaccine will occur anytime soon. And if AIDS is any indication in which vaccines were optimistically predicted in 1984, we could be without an effective vaccine for years to decades. In this setting, we'll have to figure out how we can operate as a society with, while mitigating the risk of COVID morbidity and mortality. So today I'll be talking about how a smart public health monitoring and reaction approach will be critical. What we wanna do is upend the traditional public health approach. So traditional public health monitoring tends to look at only one or two metrics using relatively simple analytics applied to large populations. And then it forces really blunt reactions that are often binary, such as staying inside or going outside. For UCSD, we've developed an overarching vision for how to make the campus safer if we're in the position to resume some on-campus activities in the fall. This vision incorporates elements of risk mitigation, viral detection, and public health intervention, with the aim to detect outbreaks early and reduce the risk of transmission. So risk mitigation incorporates aspects of masking, sanitation, but also structural configurations to campus, such as reducing maximum classroom sizes and housing configurations. Viral detection incorporates testing of symptomatics as well as asymptomatic individuals, but also elements of environmental monitoring, such as wastewater testing and county public health surveillance, because we acknowledge that UCSD is not an island. And so UCSD interacts with the broader community and will account for that. Public health intervention includes case isolation and contact tracing measures, as well as exposure notification and molecular sequencing efforts to curtail outbreak spread. And the entire plan is based on an adaptable framework. What we wanna do is assess information in real time and change our approach as we go so that we can most efficiently detect outbreaks and prevent the risk of their transmission. So what we wanna do is use the university as a model to develop approaches and tools for communities beyond to inform their COVID response strategy. We're attempting to integrate multiple public health tools in a multidisciplinary, integrated, real-time intelligence system, which we called SMART. SMART stands for the Simulation Model of Active Real-Time Reduction of COVID Transmission. SMART could be an extremely powerful way to develop approaches to tackle COVID epidemics within institution and within the broader community at large that would allow us to make intelligent decisions in real time to mitigate COVID risk as we seek to go back to our social and work activities. So one example of the quantitative work achievable with the SMART approach is some modeling that I've done to examine campus risk mitigation strategies. For this, our team has developed modeling to understand the impact of various classroom size limiting strategies or housing configurations on COVID transmission on campus. So to do this, we developed a detailed, tailored model of campus COVID transmission, and we incorporated the really unique network configurations of campus life. 
So for example, here I'll show you a model schematic where an on-campus student who's a, a red circle in this diagram lives on campus in a dorm with one or more roommates. And those rooms maybe share a bathroom with one or more other rooms. And they also share common areas within a broader dorm. And so we assume that the risk of a transmission with an individual is highest with their roommate, but they still have a lower risk of other people in their dorm. And those students are also allocated into classes. And the classroom size distribution varies based on the actual classroom size distribution in the UCSD registration data. As well as these fixed networks, um, individuals also come into contact with other individuals just randomly on campus as they walk around during the day. And so there's a, these background campus connections that are random and change every day. We also simulate off-campus students, faculty, and staff in a similar way, but assume that they have an additional risk of COVID because of, of residing in the community and therefore have an additional COVID um, community transmission. And so with this kind of really detailed, tailored model, which we, which we use for UCSD, we can look at the substantial impact of reducing the classroom size on COVID transmission. So here this figure shows you what a substantial benefit we have if we reduce the classroom size to 50. And then actually there's quite an additional benefit if we further reduce the classroom size to 24 and relatively modest additional marginal benefits of further reductions in class size. So these analyses and other ones can help us determine how we can provide in-person classes while also developing the most effective strategies to limit risk, like limiting the classroom size to 50. So the second pillar of our response is viral detection. And we've also used the SMART framework to examine what kind of testing frequency we would need in order to detect outbreaks at their earliest stage. So this slide shows two different possible epidemic scenarios after a single viral introduction on campus. The triangles show the date we would expect to detect this outbreak with various testing scenarios. The black triangles is when we have only symptomatic testing and no testing of asymptomatics. And this assumes an 85% test sensitivity and a 5% presentation to health services for symptomatic testing. So we can see with the colored triangles that the more we test, the earlier we're able to detect the outbreaks. And the blue and green triangles show us that if we test our UCSD campus population at greater than 75% per month, we could detect an outbreak when there are less than 10 detectable infections on campus. So for UCSD with a total population of about 65,000 students, faculty, and staff, this means that we would need to test over 1,600 people per day to detect an outbreak before there were 10 detectable infections on campus. With this knowledge, we realized that we needed to develop an approach that was simple and could be developed at scale in the fall in order to have this broad scale asymptomatic testing program. So for three weeks in early May, we launched the Return to Learn Residential Student Pilot. The goal was to assess the operational feasibility of large-scale self-administered COVID testing and its acceptance by UCSD residential students. The program was voluntary. Students went to a location nearby their residences where they picked up a collection kit and they self-administered a mid-terminate nasal swab. They put that collection swab into, um, into a vial, into a plastic bag, and dropped it into a collection box where the samples were taken to the lab and the results were returned to them on their phones within 24 to 48 hours. Now, staff were there at the collection sites to observe, but they didn't participate in the testing process and the students you know, did the sampling on themselves. 
Within three weeks, we tested nearly 1,500 students. There were no positives, and the entire testing process was extremely simple. It only took five to seven minutes, and as I mentioned, the students received the results on their phone within 24 to 48 hours. We learned a lot from the pilot, and we're currently running additional cohort pilots and wastewater testing pilots to gather additional data in terms of how we can continue to refine these methods and improve our processes moving forward so that we can really launch this at scale on the fall. We continue to pursue innovative testing methods and are validating saliva swabs, which students say they would prefer over the nasal swabs. And we also are continuing to develop the associated and supportive technology and logistics for the program. And overall, the entire program is based on an adaptive design. So we're continually using our learnings to refine and iterate our approach as we move forward. Ultimately, as I mentioned, our goal is to integrate all these pieces of data and more shown here in a multidisciplinary, integrated, real-time intelligence system. Our smart system will allow us to make data-driven decisions about who we test, where we test, how frequently we test these individuals to enable us to detect outbreaks as early as possible on campus. It will also help us understand where we see COVID transmission risk and which strategies are likely the most effective at reducing any of the risk that we observe. Our smart approach will continuously monitor and integrate these data from multiple sources in real time with sufficient richness from the perspective of geography, contact structure, behavior, and epidemiology. This approach will allow us to make proactive, adaptive, incremental, and data-driven decisions so that we can open campuses and society in a safer and a smarter way. 